This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. Think about that. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. I wasn't expecting that at all. Do I get effort points at least? Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty that awesome. Was, that was Vader. That was Vader. Special guest appearance. <laughs> and he's technically a Marvel property, right? So that yeah. Yeah. that works. That works. <sighs> Are you a Star Wars fan? Yeah. Are you? Yeah. Big Star Wars fan? I don't know about, like, big, like, huge, but I like it better than Star Trek, say. Oh, definitely. I mean, if I, never... I, had, if I had to choose between the two, you know. Yeah. I never got into it all that much. I like the movies, but um, I was never fanatic about it. Yeah. I, yeah, I wouldn't call me a fanatic. I read the the books that are coming out now yeah you like them yeah they're pretty good I did it first but I wasn't that interested it yeah, wasn't my thing just tapered off yeah yeah no I just read the initial Star Wars actually maybe one arc of the first Star Wars book and that was it I don't think I read any of the other titles I gotcha <laughs> probably didn't give it a fair chance just wasn't my thing well I've I heard it take which is like blasphemy to a lot of people so maybe i shouldn't even mention that well I mean, usually when i say that people are like what you're not in the star wars oh well, i've heard it take heat some people are really into it some people are on the fence about it some people don't like it so yeah yeah cool man i guess it's time to podcast let's do it What's uh what's going on with you? Um you wanna like dive into the reader questions first and see where that takes us or what do you wanna do? Sure. We can do that if you want to. Well uh, so well yeah, let's do that. Okay. Uh we have a couple of questions from Nick. Is this on Twitter? Yep, from the Twitter machine. He wants to know what our favorite Marvel event, Marvel crossover, and Marvel cosmic story is. Now, is that one question or three questions? I would assume it, he had it as three questions. So, what what's our mar- favorite Marvel event? And then what's I think. A, go ahead. I think this is a good question for you because my mine. I mean. Mine's going to be the same for all three. Really? Oh, yeah. Hmm. Goes back to what I mentioned, I think, in the first episode. Right. Um, my favorite Marvel event, I would say, is probably... Uh, man, there's been so many Marvel events, you know? I had to narrow... Yeah. I, I narrowed it down to two. Oh, and, yeah? And I would say the initial... Let me guess. Go ahead. Let me guess. House of M. No. <laughs> <laughs> I would say the initial Civil War. Okay. And then, okay, Civil War, not Secret Wars. Right, yeah, Civil War. Okay, gotcha. And then it's tied with World War Hulk. Okay. Yes, good. And Makes sense. I, I would say Civil War because that's like... Out of all the other Marvel events that has happened prior to that, and I would say kind of after that, that was more like set in the in the realist form, like it could happen type thing. Yeah. And so it kind of 
brought it more closer to home, I guess. Right. And World War Hawk, I just I, I love the whole story of it and you know, which Planet Hawk happened and there is the well actually it's kind of tied in together because in Civil War they shipped Hawk off so he was yeah. so he didn't become a factor in the Civil War how did go ahead no I was no I was just how what how do you uh, feel the new Civil War stacks up to it to the initial one yeah um it's kind of like most sequels Really, I mean, I, I like it. I know a lot of people don't, but I do like it. I just, I think it's a rehash of the same telling of the same formula as to yeah. where, as to where Civil War, the event itself was kind of groundbreaking and where it was going. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's sort of like let's do the same thing, but from a different characters. Right. Maybe a different uh, conflict, initial conflict. Yeah, and now the Inhumans versus Exhumans thing is sort of like a third reproduction of the same idea. Right. Well, and I think what what hurts Civil War Two is the delays that they've had also in the issues yeah. coming out. Yeah. I, I was going to go ahead. I was just going to say because I don't remember that, that much delays. Yeah, during the initial one because it was happening on the whole grand scheme of things as to where now you know you read something and you're like well that hadn't even came out yet in Civil right. War itself so yeah so I, I was I was trying to think of something more like unique than what I would wanted to say um, and I was thinking maybe like the first Secret Wars right uh even though I didn't, I didn't really read that when it came out. That I was like eight years old. I was gonna say we were um, pretty young back then. Yeah, and I thought I was thinking House of M, maybe, uh-huh. which was I think right before Civil War, right? Where uh, Scarlet Witch used her powers to sort of create a world where mutants rule. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I. I, I, but if I'm true, if I'm being honest, like uh, Infinity Gauntlet was a huge event, a huge crossover. I mean, it had everybody in it. It right. was like the story that got me into comics. Um, and it was a cosmic story. So that's your answer I, for all three then? Yeah. I, I mean, I, <laughs> and I, I was, uh, when you mentioned this question, I, I sort of Googled to see what other people would think, uh-huh. see what other lists said. And they all had Infinity Gauntlet right at the top. Like it's just the, it was just a mega event for Marvel. Yeah. Which is funny because '90s most people don't consider the '90s as like a, a great time for comics, but right. that's that story was an exception. Yeah. Well, of course, there's always ex- exceptions to everything. Yeah. Because my crossover came from the '90s, actually. Oh, okay, so you got a you got you got a separate one. What yeah. is it? Yeah, see, I have I picked out each one. So my Marvel cross, <laughs> my Marvel crossover is Executioner song. Okay. That came out. Um, it actually started in November '92 and ran to early '93. Okay, cool. And it crossed over with all the X titles, Uncanny, yeah. regular X Men. X Factor and X Force, right? Which was a big deal back then. Yeah, and what was even a huger big deal is huger a word, if not it is now. Um, <laughs> they came polybagged with a card in it. Oh yeah. Yeah, and instead of being a dollar and a quarter, each issue was a dollar fifty. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so I mean that was like a big deal back then. Yeah, I was thinking now we're paying two ninety nine, three ninety nine, sometimes five oh, bucks. Geez. Yeah, oh yeah, for an event. What I think Civil War six bucks, isn't it? Is it five ninety nine? Yeah, it's five ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, and that was that might have been the same year that Infinity Gauntlet came out. So that was a good year for them. Yeah, early nineties. And then my cosmic 
story would be Annihilation or Annihilation Conquest. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's a good choice. Because that that was just... I mean, it had everybody, and it yeah. seemed like... Um, I guess without like Thanos, I guess everybody else w- at that time would have been like C or B listers, mm-hmm. and it just brought them to the forefront. Yeah, like Nova, for example. Right, uh, and that's more recent. That you know, younger like people that aren't too old can relate yeah, to. Yeah, I think that came out in like oh five, oh six, maybe. Yeah. And actually, that was like my first real hardcore dab into the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh right. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I read the older stuff like when I was younger, but back then you just re- you might remember the cover, you know what I'm yeah. saying, or a story here or there or a character. Right. Because it had Star Lord and yeah. Moon Dragon and Gamora. And Rocket man. was in it too, right? Uh yeah, and Drax. Drax was the main character in it because he was yeah. hunting down Thanos at that time and it also saw the return of Adam Warlock yep it did that I'm too. not gonna let that slide without mention <laughs> I know that's why I was like I knew you yeah this I didn't one, think I didn't even think about it it's a good I figured it would be between this or Infinity Gauntlet for you so yeah yeah because of Warlock and you know really Warlock only had two major periods of being in the Marvel Universe, and it was in the 90s when Starlin was writing him and Thanos and all those Infinity stories, and then his run with the Guardians of the Galaxy by Abnett and Lanning, I think. Uh-huh. Um, so this is, I mean, this was the only other time period. I remember that he was significantly in the Marvel Universe. I guess in the 70s when he was first came out, but I don't know if he was even that popular then. Yeah. I assume I imagine he probably wasn't a big deal. And this, like, every time that he was drawn in this series, it, oh man, he looked awesome. Yes, and like, yeah. I think uh, I'm trying to think of those issues like four or five, but he was on the main cover, right? And it was just so badass, man. Yeah, I think six. You mean with the with the Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. to the side? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it was it, six. Is it six? Okay. Yeah, he looked awesome, and I yeah, that was a good look for him because they they I guess they made him they kind of restyled him to look more like the time period because he had that old '70s big hair before right. and weird cape and yeah, they made him look more sleek. Yeah, um, yeah, I, don't, I I see that and I'm like, why do they not want to bring that back into the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Yeah. But maybe they will. And like, I think every cover of the of Annihilation was awesome. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, knocked it out of the park. Yeah, because there's the one that you have Drax, who you think's a big brooding person, and as and then he's like facing, squaring off against Thanos, and Thanos is just like hulking over him. Yeah, and then you got Nova on one of the covers where I think it's one even maybe that he's just standing there looking so badass you know right yeah it's funny man you mentioned Drax like he he, he changed so much from the 90s to, to that time period like now he looks like he does in the movies but right, the, the right. those 90s comics it was like a different character yeah and and I think this he was this, stupid in the 90s also I mean right. he was just like really mentally dumb yeah right <laughs> and this that's what I was saying like this cosmic story just flushed out everybody really like it yeah. gave, it gave layers to Thanos even to Silver Surfer mm-hmm. to Nova Richard Ryder Nova yeah yeah it's a good choice I'm upset I didn't think about it <laughs> but you know cool was there any other questions um our favorite Marvel hero that was from uh, Nick as well. Uh, that's too easy. We've already said that. Did we already say that? Yeah, you you said Spider Man. I said Warlock. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it was our 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 favorite hero, and then what story they were in. Let me uh, let me check. I've already said that too. Yours is, <laughs> a, yours is Infinity Watch, right? 
or Infinity Gauntlet? Uh, probably, I would say the watch because it was his. <clears throat> that was a, his longest run, and he was like the main character. Uh huh. Um. So yeah, I'd go with that, and that was that was really I read that before Infinity Gauntlet when I first got into comics, so I'd probably go with that. Uh, Spider-Man, you got a lot to choose from. Yeah, I got a lot to choose from. Pick a Spider-Man story. There's a lot. Oh, yeah. A lot of good stuff. Ah, man. I wasn't prepared for this one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, I'd have to cop out And say, hmm, I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of, uh, it's like a mix between two for me that like really stand out, like Spider Verse. Okay, I was gonna say. Well, I'll, yeah, go just, ahead. Just because it has all the different incarnations <laughs> of the of Spider Man in it, right? Um. And then what was the other one? I'm trying to think of the other one off the top of my head. But it's the one uh, maybe uh, it's going to come to me. I know it. But like where um, he goes through the webs and he and like each maybe it was Spider-Verse. Maybe I'm just mixing it up. I don't think that's it though. Hang yeah. on, hang on, I'm going to look it up. So play the Jeopardy music while we wait, I guess. <laughs> we can check in with Vader, see what he's up to. <laughs> yeah, what's Vader up to? Yeah, I was glad you mentioned Silver Surfer with that other question because I was trying to... I love I love Silver Surfer as a character, mm-hmm. and I was uh, trying to think of something with him, but nothing where he was... Cent- I was trying to think of something that he was central to, and I couldn't come up with anything as far as the story goes. Um. But I, if it was favorite cosmic character, right. I might have said him, even though that's a little bit obvious. Do you like his new run? Oh, man. I, do, I, I, I like the way Dan Slott has sort of introduced, um, um, uh, what's her name? Polka Dots. Uh-huh. Ah, I'm drawing a blank on her name. Yeah. But um, the female character, which is his... I guess is like his girlfriend now. Right. Who's fly, to, total, you know, she doesn't have any superpowers or anything. And she's flying around with them. Just sort of, seems like her purpose is to like take a boring character and to make him fun and interesting again. Um, so I like that, but it's not my favorite title. Yeah. Uh, well, Slot's not my favorite writer, who, just to be honest. But I do like the way he's, he's done that. Who, uh, What's his name? Does the art right? Uh, uh um, uh, uh, yeah, okay. yep. And his wife does colors. Okay. Which I know a lot of people don't like that either. I've heard it doesn't bother me. It's a little cartoonish, but um, I don't mind. The other, that's the other Spider-Man event. Okay. The other, evolve or die. <laughs> I, I knew it was something weird like that, but I yeah, didn't think of it. So what, yeah. what? What are some new books that um, that you are reading? Like, yeah, that just came out, dude. So, um, well, I can, I cannot. We just mentioned Thanos, and I can absolutely not wait for Thanos. And it comes out tomorrow. Yeah, like I almost wish we would have waited to record <laughs> on Thursday, but we couldn't because we have an interview with Phil Hester that I'll plug on AfterShock Central podcast. So. Yeah. Definitely tune into that. Um, but um, you know, as a, as you know, like in addition to Marvel, like I'm a big Valiant fan and AfterShock fan, as you are. Right. Um, and I also read a lot of Image. But out of all of it, like I'm more excited about Thanos than any other title I can remember in a long time. Um, yeah. Because as I, I mean, I've I've said multiple times now, he was the one of the key characters in the infinity watch infinity gauntlet um so like you know it's he's 
the character is special to me. But then in addition to that, Jeff Lemire right now is my favorite writer. Right. Uh, he's killing it. And to, so for me, this is like the perfect collision of like talent and character. Um, but like then in, in addition to that, Thanos is awesome. I, I think he's also just a really cool character and he's probably one of the most complex supervillains that like I've ever read because he's extremely powerful and strong, but also like really intelligent mm-hmm. and technologically, you know, superior to most people he encounters. Right. But then he's in a lot of the stories, he's just pure evil. Like his mistress was, you know, freaking death herself. Yeah. Um, but, and, but in addition to that though, if you've read his interactions with Warlock, he's also can be incredibly reasonable as they had like a, a respect for each other in a lot of those stories. Right. Um, and so Jeff Lemire gets to work with all that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if Warlock happens to make an appearance, you're, you're not going to get me to <laughs> shut up about it. I'm just telling you now, warning you, the Slack channel is going to get sick of me. <laughs> no, I'm really, so that's my, that's you. what I'm, I'm most anticipating. Um, but we have, I mean, some new, we've, me and you have been reading a lot of the new stuff that just came out, probably mm-hmm. most of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it'd be cool if I did like a, a, a sort of paired them up and figure out which one you liked best. Okay. What do you think about that? Go for it. Put me Game on, the hot, on the hot seat. So, first off, is it eat? Oh, no, this, I think we might actually disagree on this one, but... How about Infamous Iron Man versus Invincible Iron Man? Uh, we got this whole like restructuring of, of the character of Iron Man going on, right? Right. With Doom is taking over one story as Iron Man, and Riri, this new character, for people that haven't read it, is taking over another Iron Man story. So we have two Iron Men now with totally different backgrounds, right? Which she's not going to be called Iron Man, right? She's Iron Heart, right? She's Iron Heart, but the title is right, right, still yeah, yeah. Still Iron Man. Right. Um, which, which that was one of the titles that I alluded to that we don't know what happened because Civil War II hasn't caught up to itself yet. Yeah, and I don't mean to like jump switch subjects, but I've, that's sort of left me confused because Tony Stark is... MIA. Yeah. Right? right. And but he's in Civil War. Right. Um and I always my brain always wants to reconcile like timelines. I don't like reading things out of order. Right. Uh, and I can't remember. I don't know. I mean, we only see like in the comics, we only see holograms of of him now, and I don't remember why. It, it's never really said. It just says that after Civil War 2 ended, he's MIA. It didn't say whether he's missing, dead or anything. Yeah. Yeah, which is cool because then you know, it's not spoilers for issues that haven't came out. Okay, yet. okay. And I think I knew that reading Infamous Iron Man, which was a couple weeks ago, but in, in in by Invincible, I had forgotten it, and I was like, the guy's in Civil War, so why is he? No, yeah, right. Um, but which did you which did you like better? Oh. Did you read you read both? Yeah, I read both. Um, honestly. I would have to say the Riri one. Awesome. I thought you were going to say Infamous. No. So so me and you agree on this one. Really? Yeah. Now, I like both concepts, okay? Yeah. I like Doom's reluctancy, I guess we'll call it, to take take over the Iron Man mantle. I guess he's not really reluctant. I mean, he kind of is, but it's more of a "this is what I have to do" type thing. Sure. Because the world needs an Iron Man. <laughs> and yeah, but that's a weird role for Doom. Yeah, but then I got to thinking about it. Like Doom's not really been. I mean, he has been a villain or a super villain, but most of the time it's just him trying to rule. Yeah. And make decisions based on that. Right. So, and Doom's a complex character also. Yeah. But the one thing that I like the most, and why I picked the Riri one, 
is because a she's a new character so mm-hmm. it's a number one so you're gonna have to flush out a lot of stuff to yeah. get to get the trolls on the internet <laughs> to stifle a little bit yeah which is sick sick garrett on them yeah right it's <laughs> like loves any character that's like new and under under 21 yeah <laughs> <laughs> but and that's what that and that's what issue one did for me it, it told me who she was yeah why she was and actually made me I don't know if feel is the right word or not but care about her character I guess yeah so yeah and it, it was and the, the the first issue was loaded yeah I mean it had all her childhood and and had that scene where she's building stuff as a little kid yeah. uh, and her parents learning about her being a super genius and having to deal with that and you know, people die in the issue and her first superhero showdown. Right. Like I was reading this thing like, man, this is packed. Yeah. And like her awkward her social awkwardness. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was really cool that they uh, remember her parents were warned to train her to like have a deep love for like nature and the world uh-huh. because otherwise since she's like the super genius, uh-huh. uh they tend to get quickly bored because they figure so much out that they get bored and become kind of villainous. Right. I thought that was kind of a cool. Yeah, cool. that was a cool twist. It's like a more personable Yeah. story. And it makes you wonder as like kind of pure-hearted of as a character as she seems, it makes you wonder if maybe they, you know, Bendis could flirt with that. Right. Down the road. And and he's writing a uh, Infamous also, which you expect Doom to eventually be villainous that's what he's always been right so he he totally i mean i he totally has uh some cool dynamics to play with with these two stars i think it's these two you're gonna need to read both yeah it's like a compare and contrast type thing yeah and i think i think they're gonna cross over i mean this with him writing both of them and i'm gonna say something kind of controversy so hold on you don't like women superheroes no no not that (laughs) controversial but like um they're both written by bendis right right and bendis hasn't really been that favorite writer of mine really yeah i mean he he has some good stuff don't get me wrong right but like um usually it's kind of like if you take Riri out and you put Miles in, yeah, it would be the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Like the voice. Yeah. But yeah, with with both of these issues, they have their own voices. Right. So it's not your typical Bendis writing. Yeah. Well, I want to. So I can use that as a segue into the next two titles. Okay. Um. Uh, because Bendis writes one of them also, and I and, and this title makes me feel like he's sort of because uh, I feel the same way as you. He's sort of been for me. He's always been like a safe writer. Yeah. Like if I pick something up by him, I'm not going to hate it, but I probably won't love it either. Right. Um, and one of well, I'm 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 leading the witness here, but the <laughs> next the next two titles have nothing to do with each other. Uh, but Jessica Jones verse. Did you read Unworthy Thor? Because it just came out. Yeah, I did. Okay. Um, and you read Jessica Jones, I assume, right? Yes, I did. Which one did you like better? Oh, man. That's like... I know, that's tough. Yeah. Cause they're it's both... tough because they're both good. Yeah, they're both good for different reasons. Yeah. Like, there's no yeah. similarity there. <laughs> right. For, uh, uh, the other one has a better similarity, but uh, I was getting down to these two titles. I'm like, I don't... But you got to pick one, so okay. you could only read one of those two going forward. I'm gonna have to go with. And you're a Thor fan, right? Yeah, and Jason Aaron writes that one too. Yeah. Um, I, I I'm gonna have to buck the system though. I'm gonna have to say Jessica Jones. Wow. Just because it's darker, grittier, kind of like the Netflix show. Yeah. 
And I like that more than... It has a parental advisory on the cover. Yeah, right. It, it reminds me of the old Jessica Jones right. stories. The alias yeah. one. No, I read that, and I was like, man, I can't believe this is Bendis, because yeah, I'm, she's, uh, even, I mean, it's dark, like you said, and gritty, and, and but she's also, she's funny. Her little wisecracks throughout it yes. had, like, had me, like, uh, chuckling. Right, yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. I picked it, too. But not, but I'm the, I'm. But I'm not Thor. I'm yeah. not big as big of a Thor fan as you. Well, so. yeah, but I mean, unworthy Thor is pretty dang awesome too. Yeah, so it like it kind of continues the mopey, <laughs> no self confidence Odinson. Mm-hmm. I lost my hammer and now nobody loves me. Like that storyline. Yeah, but um, I won't spoil it. But he catches wind of another hammer. And that's leading to something else. Yeah, it, it, I, I, I like where it's going. Yeah, I was totally surprised by the last page, honestly. Yeah, well, I guess we can spoil it. Can we go ahead and spoil it if we, you know, mention it? Um, if we we can, I don't care. If not, we'll get, an, uh, it, we'll get Twitter hate mail. So <laughs> here's an unworthy first. If you don't want to hear this, just fast forward five minutes. Um. So, because I want to ask you about this, because the the whole point of the story was he catches wind of, like, another hammer. The ultimate hammer. Yeah. Right. And, but, while he's looking for it, he runs into Beta Ray Bill, who gives him Stormbreaker. Isn't that the name of yes. Beta Ray Bill's yes. hammer? Uh-huh. Uh, which, I'm not super familiar with Beta Ray Bill, but I thought his hammer had similar powers to Thor's. So, is that the hammer? That's not the hammer he was looking for. No, he's looking Clearly. for the ultimate Thor's hammer, which, in retrospect, kind of looks like looks like Stormbreaker. Yeah. Oh, I got you. I got you. Because Jane Foster it's... has his hammer. Yeah. And then when they had the um, two worlds collide, Secret Wars. Yeah. I got you. Then, um, then the ultimate Thor died or vanished or whatever, and yeah. so then he dropped his hammer, and so that's that's the hammer that he's searching for. Gotcha. That's why it's awesome to talk to you about this stuff because you never miss those <laughs> connect those connections. But my question is the same as yours, though: is if Beta Ray Bill could just hand his his hammer, then why is he so special? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, they also had the theme that Asgard w- was missing, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, so, man, that's a good story. Yeah. Well, it's, unfair to, it's unfair to put that against Jessica <laughs> Jones, I guess. Because Jessica Jones, I liked for the nature of it, but it's the, the concept is not as interesting as what uh, Aaron has done with the first issue of this. Right. See, Jessica Jones is more like in my wheelhouse, like um, yeah. dark and gritty and like more of a serious type tone. Right. As to where Thor is more of the f- fantasy type realm, I guess, which, I mean, obviously it's Thor, but mm-hmm. um, but it's pretty complex too. Yeah. Now, this could, I could see it because Aaron's writing both Thor titles, right? Yeah. Uh, yep. So I wonder if this will circle back to that, sort of like how Bendis is doing with Iron Man. It, it probably will. Because he, he doesn't know that Jane Foster's the new Thor. Oh, uh, right. So. Because he's been like moping around, well, not doing right. anything. It, but like, <laughs> uh, well, there for a while, though. That was part of the first arc when she got the hammer. Was yeah. that he he listed he had a list of women that he deemed worthy for the hammer, mm-hmm. and he already crossed her off because she has cancer. 
and right. he's dying. Yeah. And then he went and talked to the other women that were on his list, and right. then he just basically gave up that he didn't know and he didn't need to know. Yeah. Yeah. What's he going to do? Yeah. Wasn't his choice. Right. Or her choice, really. Right. Well, it was her choice, not telling him, but... Oh, but not to become Thor. Right. I mean, not completely her choice. Right. Um, so the next one, I'll make this the last one. And this one isn't... Well, this one really is only the same in name only. <laughs> but uh, Avengers number one came out by Mark Wade and Occupy Avengers, which was by David Walker. Yeah. Okay. You read both of those, right? Yeah, I did. We're go- I know we're going to... Well, which one do you like? Which one did you prefer? I liked Occupy Avengers the best out of those two. Yeah, me too. And we were talking about that on, on the Slack channel, and I don't think anybody... I haven't heard anybody say anything about Avengers, so... Right. And it's not... It's the same thing, like... Yeah. Avengers to me isn't honestly I it was like a cruise control read for me mm-hmm. like I can't even I mean I know it's been a week or two since I read it but usually I can remember something about it yeah but like I can pretty much tell you word for word or not word for word but like the gist of Occupy Avengers because yeah. I enjoyed it more yeah, and that's that's the problem I have with Mark Wade, which I mean he's a good writer, but lately when I read his stuff, I feel like 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 when we reviewed Captain Kid, mm-hmm. which he came out with recently, I felt that same way. Yeah. Um, I was, I mean, I was like, oh, this is, it's not bad, but I'm just not. It's nothing really hooking me. Right. Yeah. There was no whereas, hook there. Yeah. Whereas Occupy was uh, this is this is different. This is kind of cool. Right. So Occupy was uh, about Hawkeye investigating contaminated water at a Native American reservation, mm-hmm. which that totally by itself like was you know out of the blue for me. Right. Um, and then it gets interesting. Yep. And there's a uh, is it Nightwolf? That's that it shows up. Yeah, he's like the. Is that right? That sounds right. The, no, no, Red Wolf, right? Red Wolf. Okay. Yeah, I'm he, not. I'm not had, too familiar with him, but yeah, he's right at the end with the on the horse back with some wolves. Yes. By his side. Yeah, he had um. In early 2015, he had a short little run that didn't do very good. Yeah. And I, I actually thought it was pretty cool. Right. Um. It's basically like an Indian chief that gets yeah. that gets um brought to the future or to present day from like the Wild West. Yeah. And that's him adjusting. And he's pretty awesome in this. Yeah. That's one thing Marvel's done really well lately, in my opinion, is bringing old characters to life by like uh, connect. I mean, uh, incorporating like new or unfamiliar characters with them right. in the movies and in a lot of these comics. Right. Agreed. Yeah. I, this um, Occupy Avengers really feels like like Lemire's Hawkeye. Right. Or, or Fraction's Hawkeye. They both did did the, in the yeah. similar vein there. So. And and, yeah. and like Hawkeye and Mockingbird, the controversial run, right? Like it's the it's the same Hawkeye, same voice, you know, same. There's nothing out of the ordinary, I guess, or yeah. misplaced with the character. So that's cool too. the the right. char- The character voice itself has been constant and not jumping around. Yeah. Yeah, so those are some good recommendations for people listening, I think, who maybe have or have not picked up these titles. Yeah. Um, 
Do you got any? So if you had to recommend, those are new titles. Yeah, those what are about, new ones. Yeah. How about some recommendations of some stuff that have been out a little bit longer? If people are looking for something like that, what would you recommend? Um, for me, this week I'm gonna go with Daredevil by Charles Soule and yeah. Ron Garney doing the art. Yeah. Excellent choice. I just read number 13 last night. Yeah. I was, was going to say, it's not really that deep into it, so you can trade, get a couple of yeah. trades, or I'm sure Comixology will have a sale or something. But mm-hmm. 13 issues in. Yeah. Which, you know, um, nowadays that's like half of a run, if that. Right, yeah. <laughs> Things don't run as long as they used to. Right. Uh, yeah you're right it's not too much to catch up on a couple arcs the one thing that I like about this is like they tried to take Matt Murdock and go to San Francisco and put him in San Francisco with the previous run right didn't work yeah and then this one yeah I don't think it worked for anybody but like this one he's back in Hell's Kitchen he's back in New York yeah and he's still Where where he's supposed to be yeah and he's t- teaching a young, a newer, younger sidekick with blind spot. Yep. And what I like about it is it focuses on Daredevil and blind spot, but mm-hmm. in, a, in the same, it focuses on Matt in the courtroom and on his personal side too. Right. And then the art is just, I don't know, some people I've, read or talked to said that it was it it looks sloppy or unfinished or whatever but i think it's on purpose like oh yeah because you're seeing it as him seeing it i guess in some spots yeah so it works for me and there's a yeah. cool and there's a cool new vil- villain the same could be said of jessica jones although it's a little bit more has a little bit more abstract feel to it, but mm-hmm. it's it, it's sort of like that also. It's not your traditional comic art. Yeah, I, but it it fits that sort of dark story it's telling. Yeah, and Daredevil does too for right. me. Right, because it's a darker tone story. Right, especially the first new villain that we get is pretty dark. Yeah, you know, I I so comics that have a more abstract style um, that I sometimes have a hard time when. It's so abstract that I can't make out locations very easily or characters aren't very distinguishable. Mm-hmm. But uh, this title is not like that for me. Right. It just it looks just looks cool. Now, like, would I like this, say, on Unworthy Thor or whatever? Probably not. But mm. I think it fits the tone yeah. of the story. Yeah. An inner city, a dark. I could see, like, Batman drawn like this. Yeah, right. Yeah, so mine was well. Um, so like I I was pretty big into Wolverine in the nineties, uh-huh. and then got totally I just got tired of him. So much Wolverine all the time. Wolverine and overload. I, yeah, and I didn't read him much at all. Um, and then to be honest, when they killed him, I was kind of like you know good riddance. You know, I I I read those stories and I didn't even really enjoy them, but I was like fine, I don't want to. I'm not really interested to see Wolverine anymore anyways. Right. But then they had all these like Wolverine spinoffs, which was for me was like even worse. <laughs> so, um, but now they've brought Logan back in old man, Logan, uh-huh. um, which is my recommendation. Uh, and it's, so the story is he's, he's back. He's older. He's much older than he was when he died. Um, and we don't really know why it seems like he's from a separate timeline or, you know, he's from like some parallel world where, uh, he had a family and they were killed. It seems like, um, and in this world they're alive, but, uh, they're much younger. Well, no, he's older, which yeah. anyways, to make a long story short, he's trying to protect them from that happening to them again. Um, Sort he's, of from a distance. He's from the future, right? Is he from the future? I, I don't th- know. I, mean, I thought he was from the future that gets thrown 
and he gets thrown back to present time. So like like the first arc, that's why he's got the list of who he wants to kill, so that way they don't turn into the criminals and, and kingpins that. I didn't think they fully explained it. Like I thought he they've all he's been sort of in a state of confusion as to why he's here now. Well, yeah. Um, I'm not saying I'm like, right. I just that's the way well, I you're probably it. are right. Yeah. Um, either that or he's a different Wolverine. Um, but I don't know. Maybe we don't know. I don't think we fully know yet. Yeah, I you're, don't think so either. Yeah. Um, but anyways, Lemire is like the master of telling these deep character stories, like with Bloodshot Reborn. Um, where he's just he's able to go into these dark background uh, stories about a character that feels a little bit untypical, and I don't think this I don't think Old Man Logan is quite as good as Bloodshot Reborn, uh, which is a Valiant title. If you're not familiar with Valiant, it's awesome, um, but it's it's that same sort of feel, and I think it's it's really good. It's, it's deep it's into the my, psyche, yeah, of Logan. Exactly, yeah. I can yeah, see. yeah, that's that's a really good recommendation to you because uh, I I was the same with you, like Wolverine. It was just like Wolverine overload for me. Yeah, just like say Deadpool is now for me. Deadpool's like everywhere, and it's Deadpool overload. Yeah. Now, back in the like '90s when he was like on X Force, or even early 2000s when he was on X-Force mm-hmm. that's okay because it was like in small doses you know but yeah I just can't <laughs> I can't read the <laughs> whole Deadpool comic yeah right yeah, me and I'm probably in the minority but you know I don't know I hear a lot of people I mean they, a lot of people say that I, I guess it depends on the person I mean, they've backed off of Deadpool too lately. Yeah. I mean, they still have comics about him, but he he was definitely on overload for a while. Right. Well, I still think he has like three or four out. Yeah. Like Deadpool and Punisher, Deadpool and Spider Man, right. and then sure. And then yeah. of course you got Gwenpool and <laughs> you know all that stuff too. So. Yeah. Man, so I wanted to mention like the Marvel Cinematic Universe Infinity Stones, but we're like, do we have time, or should we hold that off for next time? What do you think? It's up to you, buddy. Um, because we we had said we're not going to do any Doctor Strange spoilers, or we're not going to discuss Doctor Strange until later, right? Right. Um, in case a lot of people are listening that haven't seen it. Um. But. I am going to mention one thing because um, I think that like if you haven't uh, if you if you if you're if you're watching Marvel movies now and you don't expect to see an Infinity Stone, then, then it shouldn't be much of a spoiler that you know that's likely going to happen when you're watching a Marvel movie. Right. Um, so now we know because of Doctor Strange that there's only one. Infinity Stone that that it, we haven't that's missing, right? Well, more than one might be missing, but there's only one we haven't seen. Right. Um, so I'm, I'll recap what's going on with these Infinity Gems, uh, just in case there's somebody listening who isn't quite caught up, or, or 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 maybe is just getting into this for the first time and didn't read this stuff in the '90s or whatever. But there's uh, so there's six like extremely powerful gems in the Marvel Universe called Infinity Gems or Infinity Stones um, and each has a unique power and if one being possesses all six they have these godlike powers and can kind of almost do whatever they want in the universe um, and that's exactly what happened in the Starlin crossover Infinity Gauntlet that we've talked about numerous times now where Thanos collected all six and set out to dro- destroy the universe and that is what the upcoming Infinity War movie is going to be based off of. Um, and that is why we keep seeing throughout these different Marvel movies, these, these gems appear um, in different places. And it's, they've, they've, they've made it sort of obvious and subtle at the same time. So I think if, like you're, if you know what Infinity Gems are, 
you recognize it immediately. But if you don't, like my dad watches all these movies, and I don't, he probably has no idea that what he's seeing is significant. Um, but if you're if you're watching all these movies, you should know to look out for these different gems and think it's worthwhile to mention them. Um, because I think once they're once they're all made known, then at some point Thanos is going to collect them all and kind of wreak havoc, right? That's what we're waiting for. Right. Um, so just to quickly like recap where each stone is, and you're good with this stuff, so you probably remember him better than I do. Um, but the first stone I think we saw was the space stone, right? Which I'll just I'll mention that in the '90s. Uh, there was a guy named little troll named Pip the Troll who was sort of the guardian of the space stone mm-hmm. and he could use it. He only had that one stone though. That was the thing. They had to keep them separate because multiple stones in one person's possession was too powerful. So each person only had one and he had the space stone and so his power was limited to just being able to ocu- manipulate space like he could teleport from one space to another and stuff like that. And I think we saw in the movie universe, we saw that in the Tesseract Cube in Avengers 1, right? Right. And if I remember correctly, Thor took it to Asgard for safekeeping, which, so it's in Asgard right right now. Yes. There. And do we see it? I feel like we saw it other places, it's, too. It's on Loki's staff, and then, like, is that the Tesseract was in Red Skull, right? That's the one that the Red Skull had, and... Winter Soldier? Yeah, the square, the cube. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting them a little bit mixed up now. I remember it definitely being in Avengers 1. Um, so then the next one we saw was the Reality Stone, which kind of allows you to manipulate reality in different ways. But now that was a little bit more less obvious because it was a red liquid Remember we saw in Thor 2? Yes. How do you pronounce it? The Aether? Is that going to say that right? Yeah, I think so. That sounds good. And now I'm confused about this one because Thor gave it to the Collector, right? Mm-hmm. And, but then we saw the Collector again in Guardians of the Galaxy, and his lair was kind of blown up. Yep. Have we seen it after that, or do we don't know where it's at now? I, I don't think we've seen it after that. Okay. So we've seen five of the six stones, but two are missing then. Because um, we saw the mind gem, which was in, which is what I think you were just mentioning, it was in Loki's uh, scepter. Right, yep. And that was in Avengers 2. Well, okay, yeah. He, he it was... That was in I, Avengers I, I, 1. Right? Because that's what made him fight at the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the, right. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. And he brought that's when he brought it to Earth. Right. And but it was taken by Shield. Hydra then got it. And that's when it connected to Avengers 2, right? Because didn't they use it to give Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver their powers? Mhm. They tested it with them on them. Yeah. Yeah. And then ultimately Ultron it wound up being used to bring vision to life. Right. So that's what is in his forehead right now. When you see him and he has that little, tron- that little uh, diamond shape on his forehead, that's the mind gem. Right. Um, so that's where that one's at. And then there's the power gem, which Drax, who we already mentioned, he was the guardian of it for a while in the, nin- in the 90s. And it, he gave him like Hulk-like power. Uh, but that was in Guardians of the Galaxy, right? And the, that, that wasn't that what we saw at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy? Yes, that's, um, that's what they had to dance off for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which sounds ridiculous when you put it that way. <laughs> but Because it, it nearly destroyed the planet, right? Right. Um, and it's in a vault on, is it called Xandar? Is that the planet? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And so now the time gem, I'm not going to say much about other than we now know where it's at mm-hmm. and we know exactly where it's being kept. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't say anything more about that because Ronnie won't let me talk spoilers. <laughs> so the only one that's missing is the soul gem. Um, and we have Guardians of the Galaxy 2, 
uh, Thor, Spider-Man, and I think Black Panther even. I think all those are slated before Infinity War. Right. So it could pop up anywhere, really. If you were um, a betting man, where do you think it would pop up at? Well, let me. I was going to ask you that question. <laughs> I'm going to give the obvious answer. Do you have a. Oh, so, so my guess would be Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And because Adam Warlock was a member of the Guardians, and that's sort of the big rumor, is that he, is, he was the main character in Infinity War. And. So people are expecting him to show up unless they write him out of the story, which I'm going to be upset about, really <laughs> upset about. But if they don't write him out of the story, he needs to appear in the most obvious place that he would show up. He would be introduced as in Guardians of the Galaxy since he used to be a member of that team. Right. And he was the the one who possessed the Soul Stone, the missing one, in the 90s. So it totally makes sense that he would show up and occupy that somehow. Um but there again, they they Marvel they they've written other. I mean, the Infinity Wars wasn't an Avengers story to begin with, so who knows how they're going to rewrite this thing right. or where it could possibly pop up. There's a lot of time left. Now, what do you did, think? Now, didn't Adam Warlock have it in his forehead, like in the Annihilation? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but they. I think um, a lot of them had it in their forehead. Right. I think Drax did. I can't remember. But during the Annihilation, he had it, right? Or no? I don't think so. Okay. I was just trying to... That cool Adam Warlock cover I was talking about, I was trying to trying to think if he had it in that picture or not. Um, I think I, you can see it in... I think the most obvious one would be Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, like you said. Yeah. Um, I don't think it'll show up in Spider-Man because there is still part ownership. You know, hmm. they're sharing with they're sharing with Sony. So maybe keep that one a little bit more disconnected. Well, not not disconnected, but more like on their sole owned stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can see it coming in Black Panther. Yeah, I was thinking that too. As to where <laughs> it's just in the the mines, the mining fields or caves or whatever of Wakandia. Right, because that's a whole another world in comparison to like the United States where everything else usually happens. Right. With, with uh, uh, materials that we don't see in other places and all kind of stuff. Right. That would be my only other guess would be there. If it doesn't if it doesn't show up in Guardians of the Galaxy two, I would say Black Panther. Yeah. Rag, uh, Ragnarok, but I mean they already have the space gem in Asgard mm-hmm. and Loki had the mind gem, so it's kinda like do you wanna have them so much so many of them in the same he still has it, right? World. Who, Loki? Yeah. No. The, his scepter. You mean the mind gem and his scepter? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Vision has it now. Okay. Um, it's, you know, it's hard to keep track of them all. Only reason I remember all this is because I wrote this down like before. <laughs> I took notes of this because I knew I had to mix them up. <laughs> um, but I think the only the space gem is in Asgard right now. But we've seen... Uh, in Thor movies, these different gems, but we've also seen a lot of them, a couple of them in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. So, right. Who knows? Yep. We'll see. It'll be pretty that's cool. A, yeah, that's a recap of that. And non-spoilery for everybody listening, because I've heard countless people do this. When or if you go watch Doctor Strange. Don't leave until the lights come on in the theater. <laughs> yeah, there's two post-credit scenes. I'm not going to say anything about them, but I'm going to say there's more than one. Right. Well, now, now most of the movies are they've all been two lately, right? Yes, I think so. Yeah, because they got so much to plug. I mean, if there's a sequel, they got to plug that. If there's there's 
multiple movies coming out that they need to get yeah. people excited for. Right. Um, and I and, and I'll, I'll say also, I don't think this is too spoilery, but I was not that excited for Ragnarok. I, I didn't until lately, until some of the stuff I've seen lately. And have they confirmed that the Hulk is going to be in? They have, right? That the Hulk will be in Ragnarok? Well, that's the rumor. That's the rumor? Yeah. So it's not confirmed, though? No. Okay. But that's the rumor that Mark Ruffalo and yeah. and them were talking about. Yeah. Which would be I was cool. worried that was going to be just another story in Asgard with Thor, and I, I just, I, I don't know, just not as excited for that. But their pattern lately is to infuse these old characters and their, their sequel stories with new characters, like they did with Civil War. Right. Maybe not extreme, mm-hmm. but uh, that... When they do that, which I, it seems like they they're going to with Ragnarok, it really uh, refreshes it for me. Yeah. Gets me to it. Yeah. It's so cool, man. You got anything else this week? No, that's all, man. That's a lot. Again, always a lot on the Marvel front. Yeah. Yeah. One one small thing before we wrap up. It just got released, and um, breaking news that. An Inhumans TV series is coming out. Is it a t- okay? Is it a TV series? It's a TV series that'll get released in IMAX selected IMAX theaters also. Oh, in IMAX also. I read it that it was being produced by ABC for IMAX. No, the first two episodes will be released in IMAX theaters in a two-week window. Ah, that's cool then. Yeah, and it's slated Very cool. for 2017. So, yeah, we got an IMAX theater, not too far. I'll definitely be checking that out now. But is it animated or is it a? Um, I don't. It just says that really. I don't think it would be not on ABC, right? Yeah, I don't think so either. But it's it's not really clear. It just says ABC ABC Studios. Has fil- or is going to film an IMAX digital with the IMAX digital cameras. So, I, if they're filming in IMAX digital cameras, I'm assuming it's going to be live action. Yeah. Awesome. And that makes sense because they backed off, they took the Inhuman movie off the schedule. Right. Um, this makes that decision make a lot more sense. Mm hmm. Uh, and Inhumans is where they they introduced Inhumans already on in uh, Shield, right? On, on ABC, mm-hmm. so this will kind of probably parallel that. Yeah, I would that's say that's what we think it is. Yeah, and then it'll be starting the first of September of 2017. Yeah, is what it's a little little less than a year out. Yeah, and Black Bolt is the main cover. The promotional now, is that- cover. Okay, that's the yeah. You're right. Black so, Bolt and who's that behind him? His uh, evil brother. Ah, right, right, right. Yep. That's gonna be pretty awesome. Yep. Hopefully and, he doesn't have a speaking role. Yeah, and Legion <laughs> for FX starts this fall too. I don't know. I don't have a start date for it or not. Yeah, now that looks a little disconnected though, right from the. Well, they say mutants and there's the X-Men symbol in the in the O of Legion, so... I yeah, but he's not... But I mean disconnected from Marvel. From MCU? Yeah. Yeah, from the MCU, yeah. But it might tie into the X-Men movies, I don't know. Right. Which I doubt. I mean, you might get reference, you know, throwaway stuff here or there, but... Yeah. I wasn't wasn't too excited about it like when I first saw it but then like I saw the second or when I saw the teaser I wasn't very excited about it then I actually saw the trailer one and trailer two and I thought it it was pretty cool looking if done right yeah me too that looks looks pretty sweet good stuff man I've been I mean I was sort of hoping S.H.I.E.L.D. would turn into an inhuman show so this is uh, sort of fulfills my wish there yeah awesome man 
So we're gonna wrap this thing up. Let's wrap it up. I should have had a uh, Vader queued up to do it, but I didn't. Yeah, you should. <laughs> Where can they reach us? Uh, you are on the Twitter machine at Jack Sutherland, right? I am. And I am on um, at Twitter at Rombar three sixteen. You can tweet the show. I totally blanked on what the Twitter handle is. That's very <laughs> unprofessional, isn't it? At Ultimate Marvel Pod. There you go. And you can also email the show at Ultimate Marvel Podcast at Gmail dot com. Awesome. Yep, and we'll answer your questions or discuss anything you're interested in hearing about on the next episode or one of the subsequent episodes. Yep. School cool, man. It's good talking to you. Good talk to you. Until next yeah. time. Yep. Take it easy.